Welcome to You Dive Deep, where we dive into a single question each week and navigate through this tough thing we call life. Come on, let's dive in. Hey, welcome to another episode of You Dive Deep, everyone. I am so excited for the guests that we have today. But before we start, I want to remind everyone, please make sure to follow us on the socials. I am on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at You Dive Deep, no spaces. And it's the best way to be able to get in contact with me. And of course, pitch different type of ideas, different questions for me and things like that. I know some listeners have actually been reaching out to me and kind of giving me, you know, some topics to kind of discuss in future episodes. So I would be really excited to kind of also say, hey, you could be a part of this show. Just let me know some great things that you would like us to talk about and we could kind of get rolling away. But with that being said, I have, oh man, I am so excited because lucky for me, this is a podcast for all of you. So you just get to hear my annoying voice. But in front of me, I am beholding someone that looks phenomenal. He is living up to my expectation. Rocky is joining me on the show. Rocky, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing so fantastic. I've been looking forward to this all day. Uh, we record around, what, like eight, nine o'clock. So it's after work hours for me. And the whole time I was looking at the clock saying, I cannot wait to have this conversation with Rocky. But before we get started, I've done my research. I've done my homework and got to know the amazing person that you are that I'm very much looking up to. But for our listeners, Rocky, I have to ask, who are you? Who am I? Yeah, that's always a, a, a good question to ask. So I'm, I'm Rocky Kramer. I used to say I'm a Norwegian uh, musician. I'm a Norwegian songwriter. But it has changed a little bit uh, because on Thursday, I actually became a U.S. citizen. So now I'm a wow, Norwegian. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, this is my first interview as a, as a Norwegian-American. So that is my new wow. identity there. Look at that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm changing. Look at us breaking news on uh, this podcast, right? It's uh, yeah. So it's exciting. So that is uh, that, that has changed uh, who I am uh, quite a bit, even though I've, I have been here for, for a while, but uh, almost actually almost 10 years, which is crazy. It's crazy how time flies. But uh, that's the very basic answer is, is I'm a, I'm a, I'm a musician, primarily a guitar player, and I'm a songwriter. You know, those are. Uh, maybe the two things that are the most important thing, uh, things to know. I, I, I can go on and on and on. So uh, it, it all depends on what people want to know. And I, that always depends on the individual. So I'm down to answer basically anything about me. <laughs> <laughs> and don't you worry, we are going to soon be able to try to get a peek behind the curtain. We want to dive into the depths of what makes up Rocky. But of course, as humble as he sounds right now, he is actually almost underselling himself. He is some type of amazing musical prodigy. Uh, the more research I did, the more I was like, all right, when is a movie coming out about Rocky's life? Because I, I want to sign up. I want to see that movie. So Hollywood has been running out of ideas, as we know, but we have gold right here. So I'm really hoping and I'm sure that's going to be coming up at some point. But Rocky, I am so excited to have you on here because the more I did research of you, the more I did a little bit more homework saying, I got to ask Rocky a good question. I don't want to fail him. He's going to, he's giving me his time. Let's give him a good time. So I thought of something that kind of struck me as the more research I did, I said, this is a person with so many different skills, so many different type of attributes that you look for. But it all boiled down to, I even told you before we started this podcast, I'm very impressed, of course, of your musical ability, but I'm almost more impressed about the man behind the music. The person who's wonderful holding himself in this identity in a way where I'm saying, whoa, I want to know more about this person. I know I could find a lot of his music, but more about this person. So with that being said, Rocky, what is our identity? 
what is identity? I, it, it's, you know, identity is, is, a, is a tricky thing because it always depends on, it depends on many factors. And, and I always think about it when you get to know someone, it's such a big difference between, and maybe I'll use myself as an example. If you talk to me for 10 minutes, and uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we'll have a longer conversation than that. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm assuming that if you talk to me for 10 minutes, it's a big difference than if you talk, if you, or at least know me for 10 years or, or a year, you know, uh, things change. So identity is so different from, you know, who you are versus who people see you as. And I always think about that as maybe especially when I'm doing interviews or when I talk to people who don't know me is that, okay, they're going to get a little piece of the Rocky Kramer puzzle. They're going to get one of, in one of those, you know, corner pieces and they're going to get some in the middle, uh, <laughs> but they're not going to see the whole thing. It's like, okay, you're getting the Mona Lisa, but you're only getting the face or you're only getting the body or the background. And you need the whole, you need the whole painting mm -hmm. to, to understand what it is. And, and I think about sometimes when I've, I've done, I've met people and maybe we've only talked for a minute or so. And maybe all I said was a few words. And that's, that's how they identify me is with those few words. And they may have been, no, thank you. I don't like pickles on my burger. And then I'm like the no, I'm the no pickle guy to that person. <laughs> but then to somebody else who saw me on, on stage, and I get this a lot. When they see me on stage, they, they, they come to me afterwards and they, they observe me back, backstage. Maybe they've seen me before the show and they see that I'm very quiet or, or maybe not a very talkative person. And then they see me on stage and I'm this crazy rock star, you know, going, going nuts up there, having a great time. And they can't put the two together because it's like, why is he so shy off stage when he has no problem putting on a big show in front of, you know, a lot more people than there were backstage? You know, how does that make sense? And so it's been kind of hard for me to figure that out because it's, it's, like they identify me as, as a different person when I'm on stage than when I'm off stage. And then when I do interviews, obviously, well, I have to talk. I can't just be <laughs> like, well, who are you? I'm Rocky Kramer. And then that's the end of the interview, you know, <laughs> like, you know, because you want to know something about me and I have to talk and I, I don't mind talking, but I think that I've, I've learned that I, I like talking about things that either I know something about or something I have something to say about. And who can I talk about better than anyone else is probably me, right? Because I know me better than anyone else, hopefully. I mean, not all, <laughs> not all rock musicians can say the same thing because, you know, because of all the drugs and all the stuff that they've, they've been doing. But I have a pretty good recollection of the things I've done. And I'm very careful about making sure that whenever I do something important that I'm, I'm not, well, first of all, I don't do drugs, but it would be very important to me that, okay, I have to remember what happened. And, and so that I can tell the story. And because I think that, you know, life is a story and that you have to tell and whether it becomes a movie or not one day is one thing, but it, just being able to share the stories, which is how, that's how stories were, were, were shared before. You know, movies is a new concept relatively, right? You know, it's, it, we've had movies for about a hundred years or a little more maybe, but storytelling has always been a, the way you share people's lives. And uh, that, that's really important. And that's how you know people. And that's how you know people that you've never met is because of the stories that have been told about them. And uh, I've been reading some Viking mm -hmm. stories mm -hmm. recently. And a lot of those stories are based on 
quads and quads are basically poems. So if you imagine the story about you is a poem, then that is a very, that's a, that's an incredible reduction of who you are because it doesn't talk about, well, maybe you have a nut allergy or maybe you have, you know, you, you like cheesecake, you know, you can't put all that stuff in a poem. So you have to be very selective and very careful about what you put in it. And then at the end, people have this, this impression of you that is very limited. And I think it always will be. And that's kind of when you, when you read about celebrities that, uh, you know, they say, you know, well, you don't really know who I am. It's true because we, we don't know, we don't know who Britney Spears really is. Right. You know, I mean, uh, you know, there's the whole, you know, free Britney movement right now. And, and, and uh, I'm not going to get into that, but it, it's because <laughs> that's a whole story of its own. But when you think about it, you don't know these people and you only know what they share and what they share can or cannot yeah, be yeah. 100% accurate. Or it might be sort of it's made to tell a story. And sometimes reality can be quite boring or quite, you know, there's a lot of things you don't need to know. So it's all take a lot of the cheese off of the pizza so that, you know, you get more bread or more dough. <laughs> but anyway. No, as a, as an American myself, whenever someone makes a food made comparison or metaphor, I am listening. I am all ears, but I really love and fascinated with kind of what you brought up. Whenever someone only talks to you for a short amount of time, like you said, it's almost like you have to condense yourself. You're, you're just getting the appetizer. You didn't even get to the main meal yet. You just only talk to the very surface and you're already creating this quote unquote first impression. And maybe that's what identity is. Maybe it's multiple first impressions. Maybe say I'll be able to be so fortunate enough to be able to talk to you even more throughout my life and just being able to have this first impression over and over again whenever someone will say, what's your relationship with Rocky? Maybe I'll be talking to one of your friends and their identity of you and my identity of you will be completely different. And it's so cool because another example that you brought up is a lot of musicians, rock stars, they almost have this persona about them. Like you said, whenever I first saw, was researching you, of course, I found your music first. I was looking at these music videos. I was looking at you performing. I said, wow, this guy has so much. This guy is crazy. He's like, he, he he's a rock star. That's exactly what he is. <laughs> whenever you think all you listeners out there who unfortunately have not heard Rocky Kramer play, first off, turn this podcast off. It's cool. It's cool. I'll, I'll accept it and go listen to Rocky and then come <laughs> back. And then You'll be like, hold on a second. I heard Rocky talk and wait, that's him on. It, it's crazy. And it's really neat because a lot of other superstars, if you will, like even uh, like Michael Jackson, whenever he's on stage, he is just the most confident man in the world. But whenever he speaks in public and things, you could tell he's a lot more soft spoken, which is crazy because when he's on stage, he commands everything. And so it's kind of cool to see such a divide of almost like a persona up there, but then also have your own identity within you as well. And so one cool thing that I would kind of mention to you, especially with another example that you brought up about the poem like you have to be very deliberate in your thoughts of okay I only have a certain amount of lines certain amount of words but how can you summarize who I am as a human being in that much I could fill up just that many lines on just all the different instruments I play if I were you <laughs> let <laughs> right. alone all of me as a person on just this poem how does that even make sense so I would love to kind of throw that back to you how much of your identity that you feel like are perceived by your fans and people that only know you as Rocky Kramer, the music legend phenomenon, and more of your intimate friends, family who know Rocky Kramer, where do those identities start to divide? But also, where does that identity slowly kind of come together as well? Right. Um, it's tricky because, you know, I, I, well, first of all, I grew up in Norway. So like my family's there and I was born not as Rocky, you know, you know, it's, it's a stage name. So 
it, it's one of those things where my the first part of my life was very different. It was a different name, different language, different country. So it's a it's completely different identity than the Rocky Kramer, uh, you know, now, you know, American rock star, yeah. I, you know, th- that idea, right? It's, it's a very different concept because my friends call me by a different name. So, and then all of a sudden the, the Rocky comes in as a, as a different, almost as a different person. And, but we, we know each other as, but like, they know I'm the same guy. It's just, it's, but it's different. So it, it's yeah. a little, it, it's, it's interesting to observe when the people that have, have, have given me a, a you know, mm-hmm. uh, have been calling me by a different name my whole life is all of a sudden calling me Rocky. Cause it's, it's like, it changes the, it changes it a little bit, you know, it's like, okay, does that mean that I'm, I'm now always, you know, am I going to be that guy on stage? Is that who I'm expected to be? all the time because that's not going to happen you know i'm you know there's a different side of me when i'm on stage and and that's important to 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 point out but my family's always been that's always been the the foundation of who i am and that's how that's why i am you know that's why i am who i am and a lot of the things that i do professionally is because of my family and because of my friends because my family is the reason why i'm into music my father was a first violinist in the Trinam symphony orchestra and i ended up i ended up taking violin lessons because of him and my mom was a, was a piano teacher and uh so so we had two pianos in the house so then obviously so there's just like yeah there's so much music just before i even thought about it as a career or even playing it myself it was just mm-hmm. we had a piano in the house or two actually and it was just natural for me to just sit down and play it because it's there you know it's almost like a toy you know when you're a, a kid you know you don't think about the fact that well you can make money off of this or this is a career or you can be really good at this and there might be people that are willing to you know buy tickets to see you perform and it's such an abstract concept when all you really think about is you know this is fun. Like this makes notes, you know, this, this sounds like something. I'm going to press this button and it goes bing. But if I press this over here, Oh, that sounds nice. You're not thinking, all right, I would like to have a concert hall. I like to be the first (laughs) seat, but I also like that. I mean, if you could think like that, I mean, you might, you might be cut from a different cloth, but exactly like what you said, it's just so cool before you even had the concept of what a musician is. You, You probably don't even know. You're like, wait, I get the play for fun and I just that's all I do like they don't even know but you're introduced at at such a young age it looks fantastic and so that's why it's so great to hear someone of your background things like that to kind of see where does Rocky Kramer start to blend in with the real you right and and you know when you're young you you don't really think so much about who you are or at least I didn't uh, you know I didn't think so much about that and I, I realize now as an adult that there were a lot of things that I did that I just didn't even, I didn't even think about, you know, what I did or why I was doing it. It was just sort of instinct and just doing things without thinking. Now I think about everything I do before I do it. And it's very important to me, uh, you know, that, okay, uh, I don't want this to, to affect this. I don't want, you know, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want to do this. But when I was a kid, a lot of times it was just well, I want to do this, so I'm going to do that. And it, not really think about the consequences as much. But at some point, I figure out more about who I am. Yeah. And that's really what Firestorm was about. That you know, When I was 16, I was really finally, how should I explain it? Kind of like cracking that, that, that shell of like, I'm stuck in this shell. I'm finally getting out of the shell. I, I'm now seeing myself for who I really am. And I wanted to write that. Mm-hmm. I wanted mm-hmm. to make an album about it. And that's really how Firestorm came about. 
was realizing that, okay, I want to, like, when I grow up, I want to be a rock musician. I want, I want to be on stage. I want to do all those things. And so that's, you know, rock star, even though the lyrics are, I'm a rock star, it's really about dreaming about being a rock star as a teenager. And uh, that's why it was important to make that music video with the animated little Rocky a character because it is amazing i'm actually gonna link <laughs> this music video in the show notes for you listeners it's one thing to hear someone as humble as rocky describe it but the animation first of all is amazing but then also to kind of connect this story that you're listening to right now to that music video it, it's phenomenal because like you mentioned rocky it is a it is a music video but it's what you dream of but when you hear a song saying oh i'm a rock star how is he dreaming about that but you have to watch a music video to really see it's someone who's just going through the waves of life then he finally gets to school with that one teacher and he just daydreaming about being this superstar on stage and it's beautifully kind of directed and it's exactly kind of what you're kind of mentioning as well yeah it's it's uh it was very important to us because uh it's a concept album and uh, so for those of you who like concept albums definitely check it out Uh, i was very influenced by pink floyd and and dream theater and, and other bands that like making an album that basically tells a story from start to finish instead of individual songs. And Rockstar was one of the early songs on the album. And I just, I knew what I wanted with it. And and it really started with that chorus. It started with I'm a Rockstar and then I built it around that because I just thought it was a good, it was, it was a good hook, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but I, I, I realized that I didn't want people to, to, to think of it in a, because I, and we've had like one, We've had a few people say, well, it's a little, you know, maybe it's a little arrogant or maybe it's a little this or that. Or like, if you say you're a rock star, then you're not a rock star. And it's like, well, you know, you got to listen to the song. You got to listen to the whole story because it tells a story about, you know, a teenager wanting to be a rock star and dreaming about being a rock star. If people can spend a little bit more time with it, then I think mm-hmm. that they'll appreciate it a lot more than just hearing that that line, because that's basically just the, the, the hook of the song. And it was basically designed to be like, it's got the kind of the different descriptions of a rock star, which was kind of just to make it more fun for the the music video. Cause we wanted the music video to be kind of an eighties type of kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. like, People will get that vibe right away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and that's what I want. Cause I'm, I'm I love the eighties and I think the eighties was a very fun time for rock and roll. And it was really the time when, when rock was pop, you know, when even pop music was rock, they all used electric guitars and, and uh, guitar solos, you know, I mean, Michael Jackson was huge and, you know, Michael Jackson had, you know, Beat It is a rock song for sure. Right. And and a lot of the other songs that on both Thriller and Bad, you know, were very rock and roll. And, and there were obviously many, many other artists that were just rocking out and, and doing that in the 80s. And now I wasn't born yet. I was born in the 90s. So I, I missed that out. So I wanted to sort of recreate it myself with, with the, you know, with that music video. So that kind of combined a lot of things that I wanted to share with the world and make it something that gives people at least an introduction to Rocky Kramer, because it is, a, you know, the, the album, which is an hour long, is, is there's a lot of, of things to take in. And it is it can be, you know, enigmatic at times. And that's, you know, it takes a little time to decrypt everything. And and if you want to spend the time doing it, then you'll you'll have more fun. But it's not for everyone, right? Because some people they just want they want a song about partying 
and they don't want to analyze it. They just want like, here's the song done. Okay. And then move on. They just on. want something catchy so they could bob their they head want, and wag they, they, their they, fingers. Like, oh, that's all I want. That's all I want. So yeah. <laughs> and, and, that, and that's, that's fine. I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. And I've written a lot of songs like that, that will eventually get to, you know, I mean, I, I call them party songs. Because, you know, there's songs you hear at a party or maybe at a, at a club or something. That's fine. And it's fun. And it's it's it has a purpose. You know, people that like dancing or people that like to, you know, they want to get drunk and whatever. There's a lot of that music for, for that. But uh, I, I always wanted to do something that actually is maybe more interesting when you keep listening to it. So there are like little little things here and there that will 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 stimulate you even when you're listening to it for the for the 10th time or or the maybe the 100th time so we put a lot of thought into that and it doesn't sound like you know a typical album that that, that comes out these days you know it's got more of a even though we didn't record it on tape you know it's got more of that sort of old sort of well vinyl type of, of sound uh, in some respects, but we obviously took advantage of, of modern, uh, you know, Pro Tools and all those things. We had a lot of vintage microphones. We were doing all, all these things just to kind of give it more of that 70s and 80s vibe because that was when music was made uh, with more care and emotion. And, and that's really important. So it's, so I just wanted to capture that, but there's a little, little, little bit of Firestorm for you. I could go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> I really actually really love this one point that you brought up. It's especially when we were talking about rock star. Some people would just read the title or hear the hook and say, oh, wow, this like you said, some people might not even hear it at all. They'll just hear the title, maybe hear the chorus once or twice and say, oh, this is, this is a very arrogant song. And they've already made this mindset up before they've even heard anything, actually looked at the lyrics or anything like that. So I feel like this is actually a perfect microcosm or a perfect metaphor for what happens with our identity as well. For me personally, I'm right. known as someone who's very energetic, someone very easygoing, silly and things like that. So that could be a great and a bad thing. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, darn, I'm seen as a fun person. Oh, this stinks. Not at all. But- there might be this identity issue where something serious happens. Maybe a friend won't reach out to me and say, oh, no, Tommy's just someone you reach out to for fun. But, you know, this is like a heart to heart or something I'm looking for for someone else. He's not that type of person, but it's OK. But I'm sitting here saying, wait, what, what are you talking about? Like my whole podcast actually is something about that, trying to have heart to heart with people. And so the reason I bring this up is because it's almost like I bring this identity up. And whenever someone makes up your mind on what your identity is, you are fighting an uphill battle at that point. It's not up to you. It's not up to them. They've already made it up. Whether it's my fault, their fault, doesn't matter because it's what they think already. So I think that's where a lot of people start to have this, not identity crisis. I don't want to get that dramatic about it, but they do start to question their own identity. I feel like in the past year or two, I changed so much myself. So a lot of my friends even said, wow, you changed a lot, but they mean that in a good way. And that makes me happy because I felt like I was making a lot of steps in the direction I wanted to. And then everyone kept saying, oh, no, he's still that same person. And as happy as I am saying, darn, I, I'm hoping to change that identity. And finally, I was able to get to a point where now I'm older. I'm uh, right around almost 30 as well, where that shift slowly started to turn and saying, oh, OK, I view Tommy in a different way now. So that identity shift comes. So for you, I'm sure a lot of the times you fight that kind of battle as well when someone sees Rocky Kramer on stage and you're like, oh, no. Like, I am that person, but I'm also me as well, not just this persona that you see on stage making the music that you enjoy. So I know a lot of time when maybe you someone, you know, gets backstage tickets to meet you or a meet and greet or have an interview, they might say, 
oh, wow, I was not expecting this. So how do you kind of perceive that? Do you feel like it's kind of, not, I wouldn't say a battle, but do you ever kind of face this issue coming up where you feel like someone's identity of you is kind of getting harder to change because they've already kind of made up that decision? It's, it's, it, is a, it, is, it can be a battle for sure because it is clear that when people get to know me through what's available on the internet. That is one side of me. That is the, the side that is maybe it's the most manufactured, maybe, you know, because it is a it's the on camera version of me. It's the while I'm talking into a microphone, I'm doing, you know, I'm 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 putting it's a character in you know sense, even though I'm not I'm not dishonest, you know. I'm I mean I I, I like uh-huh. telling people who I am and all that, but there's still a limitation, you know. I'm not I'm not gonna tell you about all of the the bad stuff that's happened in my life or or you know, <laughs> uh, whatever. I mean, I decide what to share with the world. I don't necessarily have a you know, photos of me in bed, mm. you know really sick or something, even though I'm actually, uh, I'm a very healthy individual. I'm, I'm very rarely sick, but I wouldn't share that. I wouldn't share a photo of me with, you know, snot coming out of my nose. <laughs> and you're not so, going to come up to people and be like, oh, hey, my name is Rocky. I was a big bully in middle school. I was a total piece of trash, but it's nice to meet you. You're not going to say anything like that. Everyone's going to see right. this very well put together, politically correct person. And I really love this point that you're making because as a podcast host, I'm very different when I'm playing video games with my friends. I'm a very different person. People are saying, right. how do you have your own podcast, man? Like, I don't even trust you as my teammate in a game. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. First <laughs> of all, that's not fair. But secondly, a lot of my listeners, if they don't know me personally, they might only know this podcast host version of me, which I'm very happy to be. Of course, I'm trying to become a better host. I'm trying to become a better person this way. But then they would be very surprised if they ever went on Twitch or just, um, you know, it was just hanging out with me. I'm not saying I'm completely different, but that's where the more fun Tommy comes out. That's where the silly, you know, whatever, joking around kind of thing. But in your case, it's also really funny that you bring that up as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, you got to keep in mind that just because I suck at Overwatch doesn't mean that, uh, you know, I, I, I can be good at other things. <laughs> oh, we got a Hanzo main here, I bet. Just sits back there, doesn't really do anything, just shoots down a corridor. I called it out. I call, No, I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. But no, you bring up a great point. There's a lot of different identities for sure. And that's why someone that wears a lot of different hats like you. Yeah. I know that you stream, I believe, every Tuesday. You get to interact with people yes. and make amazing covers and shred. And I know you say you're a Pink Floyd fan, so... People, if you have some time, like I said, leave this podcast, go on YouTube, look at some of the covers that he has made. It's just unbelievable. But once again, that's just that side of Rocky again. Uh, you get jump in on Tuesday. It's really cool because it's more personal. He'll look at the chat. He'll talk to you. He'll answer questions. But then you yes. see like the superstar Rocky come out when you look at these music videos or look at you in a concert. You're like, <laughs> whoa, that's crazy because like I was just talking to him from my living room yesterday. That's nuts. But it's all these different sides. So someone who almost wears all these different hats, it's almost a really difficult question now saying, wait, which one is the real me? And I know you actually said something very interesting to me personally when you're even asking or when I asked the question, who are you? You said, well, that kind of depends on who I'm with. It depends what the room is like. Um, I mean, to someone who I've never met before on a podcast, I am Rocky Kramer and this is who I am. But if I'm you know, in a room with all my friends and they see me for the first time in this context, maybe you'll introduce yourself in a different way as well. So it's really interesting to kind of dive into that idea of all these different hats that you wear and things like that. Does it ever get, not tiring, but does it ever become saying, all right, wow, all right, I have to remember how I have to act in this situation and different things like 
like that because you are on so many different platforms. Right. It's uh, it, it makes me think of of all the times that I, I like meet people and uh, and under different circumstances. And I have to think about, you know, when they ask me either what do I do for a living or like if they don't know who I am, for example, they, and like they know nothing. All they see is me with uh, now it's a little different because of, of, of some gorgeous guy with they, hair. They've seen the long hair flowing off as he, they see a man and they're like, I need to talk. I don't know who this is, but I got to talk to him. <laughs> uh, you know, it does happen a lot that people come up to me and say, you know, what, what, what band are you in? Like, cause they, they, you know, they, <laughs> like, and, 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 and so sometimes they recognize me without even knowing who I am, if that makes any sense. Uh, but uh, I think about it even from, uh, like my own perspective is that as a musician, there are a lot of musicians that I could compare myself to, at least from like in, in terms of who I'm influenced by. But they I might say, like if I say, well, I, you know, like you were talking about Pink Floyd. And if I said, well, I, I love Pink Floyd, like I, my, my music is influenced by Pink Floyd. That may, that means something if they know who Pink Floyd is. And if I say, well, I love Ingve Malmsteen, you know, the guitar player, if they know who Ingve Malmsteen is, they can get a good idea of who I am. But if, if they don't know who he is, then it basically means it means nothing. So if, if I meet people that if I don't expect you to know who Ingve Malmsteen is, I might say, well, I like, you know, my music is progressive rock. Or I'll just leave it at sort of it's, you know, it's a concept album. I try to keep it more. I try to mm-hmm. answer it in a way that I'm expecting you to understand and, and hopefully if you have follow up questions that indicate that you do know what it sounds like you do know what I'm talking about, then we can go into more of the details. You know, it, it's like you start out with the, the very, the very gentle stuff. You know, it's, it, you start out with the appetizer. And then if you like the appetizer, then you, you keep going. You get, you know, you can get a five course meal and, and, and get the desserts and everything. I, I am willing to talk about things, but I do expect that people at least understand what it's about. So it's not just me naming uh, other artists or, or songs or albums. And then, and if, if, if that doesn't mean anything to someone. So I do have to change that answer depending on who I'm talking with. And, and that's okay. That is, I, I like that as a challenge because if I just had one answer for everyone, uh, no matter who you are, then it wouldn't be very interesting after a while because I would have to say the same thing every day or, or whatever. And I, I wouldn't want that. I, I like always evolving. And, and there was something you, one thing you said that uh, I, I want to bring up. And that's, you said that you're like, you've changed a lot in the last year or two. And I feel because of the pandemic, I've changed a lot because of that. And a part of it is because of, because like what I normally do. And this is bef- right before the pandemic, I was on tour. I was, you know, always meeting people in person and going places and traveling a lot all of a sudden being stuck in my home and not not really being able to go anywhere it actually changed me not just because i felt it wasn't really feeling trapped in my own home it was just feeling that like well what if and and i don't believe it's ever going to be like that but what if i could never be on stage ever again like what, what would my life be like cuz that that's very important to me cuz if you ask me what do i want to do for the rest of my life it would be well one of those things would be performing in front of real people i want to play my music in front of people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully a lot of people, you know, but uh, that depends on the, on the world, wh- where the world is at. And, and so it, it's just, it's such a weird thing. And it actually made me completely change my mindset in many ways, just thinking, well, if I never, if I just all of a sudden could never play guitar or could never perform ever again, 
what would I do? And it was just like, just me thinking about what would it be? And, and it makes, it almost makes me want to, you know, do something that is more, maybe uh, more helpful in a, in a, in an international way. It's not just, even though I think that entertainment is a good thing, especially when things are not uh, going well, I think it has a healing effect. You know, music uh, can heal people, but it, it, it can't, uh, it doesn't make virus go away and it doesn't make cancer go away or it doesn't make, you know, anything, anything that, needs uh, actual treatment go away, but it does, does make you feel better. So I do feel like that's something that is, and I don't want to say, I, I, I got to be careful how I say this. It's something that I feel that I do that there's at least, and uh, people enjoy at least, you know, to a certain extent, I want to do something that uh, offers something to other people. It's not just me doing something because I enjoy doing it. Cause that's always the tricky thing with entertainment is that, well, there's the things that I like doing. And then there's the things that people like watching you do. And that's how you, that's where success comes from is, is doing something that you enjoy that other people enjoy watching you do. It's, it's about finding that balance. And, and, and Twitch is interesting because Twitch is exactly something that can be confused as something that is easy to do because people think, well, all you're doing is playing video games for in front of people. Or in my case, uh, even though I do stream video games uh, a little bit, I play music you know, in front of people. And I'm, you know, it's just me and a guitar in front of a camera. You know, how hard can that be? But also there's, there's a nice little camera right up to the guitars. It's like the shred, shred the cam shred or something cam. like that. Shred oh, cam. when you, when you see his fingers go, you're just like, is that times 10 sped up? Well, what, what's happening here? And you get, <laughs> you get closer and like, oh no, this man's fingers are just on fire. That's what's happening. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting uh, when you say that because I, I have seen videos of myself play and i'm thinking that has do i really play that fast and i'm not and, and it's not even you know i'm not even uh it, my goal like you don't mean that in a way where you're being cocky or anything you're genuinely surprised because when you're I, in the zone and you're going because you're in the zone you're looking down time almost slows down and you're like okay i'm i'm hitting all the notes and stuff but then when you're out of the zone and now you go back and watch the clip and you're like oh i wonder how that sounded and, you, and then you're looking at the shred cam or something you're like yeah Hold on. Whoa, look at this. It's it's funny you say that because it, it is very much like that. It does almost feel like like time slows down. It, it's very true. It, it's 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 almost like being a being a, a, a superhero where time slows down and I can do all those things. And then because I, I you know, it's very interesting because obviously I spent a lot of time learning how to play guitar. So it's not something that I learned overnight and it certainly wasn't easy, but sometimes it, 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 it does amaze me that I was, uh, and I have to be careful there because I, I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound arrogant, but it, like it, it amazes me sometimes the things that I'm, I've been able to do when I watch it back, because when I record something and I record almost, uh, well, I shouldn't say every day, but I record at least weekly something. And if not that I do stream uh, rock and roll Tuesdays every Tuesday. So I do spend a lot of time hearing myself play and sometimes it's it is it is it is an interesting observation to to see what it sounds like when you're not doing it there's a big difference between doing it and watching yourself do it afterwards and it, which has the opposite effect on singing because when i hear myself sing it's like wait was i that pitchy <laughs> no way so but on the guitar it's, it's like wait I, it actually worked out i didn't think it would i, I it felt like sometimes it feels awkward when you're doing something and, and it always, I always feel better when, when I feel better about it afterwards. Cause I'm very, I'm sometimes very uh, critical of myself and that is 
you know, that's just something that oh, yeah. maybe is probably a good thing because I want to, I always want to work. I, I never consider myself graduated as a musician. I always want to get better at, at what I do. And sometimes I just, am I ever good enough? That's always the big question. And then at least once in a while, I'll do something that's like, okay, you know what? I'm at least happy with it. So, you know, and I always feel better about putting something out there because I'm, I'm doing something, mm-hmm. you know, I'm putting stuff out there all the time of me playing. At least I'm putting things out that I can feel proud of instead of just being completely ashamed of it, which, you know, we do, you know, as a musician, there's a lot of things that you do that might just be experimental or it might just be trying something out and see if it works. And sometimes it doesn't. And uh, it, it's that's OK. That's all I'm saying is it, it, you don't have mm-hmm. to do everything right all the time, but it does uh, it does feel good to get it right once in a while, you know? It's beautiful that you said at first, I didn't want to allow you to say it, but I didn't want to cut you off. But when you're kind of saying how when you kind of had this identity moment where you said you changed a lot because of the pandemic and said, what if I'm never allowed to be able to be on the stage again? And you started to question saying, maybe I should do something more, maybe like practical that could help society. And then I'm so glad that I didn't have to jump in because you slowly started to answer it yourself saying, well, Rocky, what you bring to the table is something that a lot of people can't bring to the table. You provide a beautiful distraction. You provide an escape for people. And there's a lot of people, especially me, myself personally, I know you're bringing up vinyl. If you look behind me right here, I have a turntable. I have a bunch of beautiful. Uh, albums all over my wall. Exactly. And so I actually turned to music during this pandemic because I was so isolated. I was so alone. And whenever I listen to music, I leave myself at a vulnerable spot saying, going through this pandemic, what is the soundtrack I want to listen to? Who's going to help me get through this? And for you, I'm sure, provide that kind of atmosphere, that environment to say, hey, no matter what happened today at work, no matter what's going on in the world right now, for the next one hour, you're with me. We're all hanging out in this room and let's just relax kind of thing. And that I know a lot of people will just say, oh, that's just entertainment. That's just whatever. But I mean, it, it once again, it's a lot easier said than done. And that's why I respect that so much, because you're also someone that's so humble enough to also think about saying, hey, I know this is a really cool gig that I get to do. But then to find someone that is super successful and talented at what they're doing, saying, wait, am I even good enough? That humbles you right away. And then you start hearing back. I'm not a real big musician myself. I actually self-taught playing the ukulele. And I finally got some confidence. Uh, I used to play all the time, but not recently, really. Uh, And then I started a podcast. I made a lot of friends and I would just kind of play with play for them a little bit. And ever since I started speaking to them and they're Mm -hmm. like, no, like you're actually good. And that kind of brings me the confidence to be like, all right, maybe I should do something with this. But kind of like what you mentioned, whenever everyone's harshest critic will always be themselves. Of course, no one wants to read something bad about it. But at the end of the day, whenever I finish playing something, I hear it back. I'm like, no, no, no. I I played the bridge wrong. The transition to this chord should have been smoother. But then (laughs) I walk away for like two weeks and I come back. I'm like, wait, what recording is this? And I click and I listen. I'm like, that's not half bad because I stepped away. I'm not playing it anymore. Now I'm just listening to what was made. And I'm sure uh, an excellent artist like you can definitely relate. Now you're not nitpicking how the certain transitions went, how uh, a finger plucking solo went. Now you just listen to it at its entity, how normal people listen to it, not as a musician. And that's really cool to kind of reflect back on. But with all these changes that you mentioned that kind of went through this pandemic and things, what are some things and some changes that you found within yourself that you feel like is helping you find that identity, who you really are? that you kind of want to continue to grow into because as life goes, father time is undefeated. It will 
continue to mature us in ways where we're saying, hey, yeah, life kind of stinks, so I'm going to force you to mature. But then you always hold on to that essence of who you are. But like for me, I became so much more patient and I've become very empathetic. When I don't even say when I was a teenager, just like mm-hmm. five years ago when all this was happening, I would have probably just been like, all right, it's not impacting me, whatever. Like, oh, did you hear so-and-so got COVID? The five years ago, yeah. just five years ago, I would have been like, oh, that darn, that stinks. Uh, I hope they make a full recovery. I hope they don't breathe on me. I should be good to go. But now if I heard that same exact news, I'm just like, I would be broken (laughs) up being like, oh my gosh, I hope their whole family is okay. I hope they're okay. Is there something I can do? Like it it, it completely halts everything. And that's one thing that I saw that changed within myself. And of course, uh, you know, macho culture will be like, oh, you got soft, you got weak. I'm like, no, I actually feel like I just became a better person in general because now I'm thinking beyond myself. I'm thinking beyond even my close relationships. If it could be a stranger on the street, you know, whenever you're driving on the highway and someone's fixing their tire, the old me would have been like, ooh, sucks to suck. And then I'm just continuing to drive. Now, I'm not saying I'm pulling over to help because I am completely <laughs> worthless in that arena. Now I'm thinking, oh, crud, I should have pulled over. I hope they're okay. Do they have help coming? Like all these thoughts come where things changing, but have you seen any kind of, uh, not identity shifts, but some kind of change that you've seen within yourself that you feel like is helping you being able to really find that identity within yourself? Yeah, uh, I, th- I think the main thing was, was and if this was maybe, this feeling was maybe stronger when it, when, it, uh, when, when we first started uh, the, the, the lockdown, which was uh, now basically a year ago, which is crazy. Yeah, about a year um, ago. Uh, I just remember, uh, I, I think the, the first two weeks of that, I just, I was just thinking to myself, what, you know, what is the value of a person and, and, you know, of an individual yeah. versus a, a, you know, a group of people of a, of a nation and, and, and the world. And, uh, you know, because the moment you start talking about deaths and, and the amount of people that are, are, are getting sick or, or how, how quickly something is spreading. It just makes me think of how, you know, we're here today, the both of us, we're alive and, and we're fine. A lot of people have passed away and a lot of people didn't have to if we had been uh, smarter about the whole situation. A, a lot of that just makes me feel that what I want out of life is not as important anymore. The fact that I want to put albums out, I want to make, you know, movies or I want to do this and that. I want to be on TV and, you know, like those type of things is not as important because it's there's so much more that's 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 uh, more important, especially right now. And, and you know, that being uh, what I was thinking about at the time, but it, it's, it's not it's not going to change because this is not going to be the only pandemic. It's not going to be the only time that we're going to be in a situation like this. And I just have to keep in mind that in a thousand years from now, are they going to remember Rocky Kramer or are they going to remember COVID-19? And I have to be very careful about, you know, it's like, okay, I want to satisfy the things that I want to do in my life uh, before, because I don't know how long I'm going to be on this planet and, and who, you know, you know, who knows uh, how it would have affected me. Uh, even though I will say, I just got vaccinated by the way. Um, uh, so oh, congratulations. So uh, thank you. So I, I, I am, uh, I am a a responsible citizen. Uh, (laughs) 
But uh, you're in your but American that, duty, right? You're you're, you're uh, flexing your uh, citizenship, <laughs> being responsible, getting vaccinated. Look at this. This is this is a great, great show, and how it's coming all together, it's Rock. Great. You're setting the standard real high. Yeah. So uh, you know, I, I think that's you know th- that's doing uh, something important uh, because if you want things to go back to normal, you can't be someone saying, "Well, I'm not going to wear a mask and I'm not going to get the vaccine." You know, that, that's that's just gonna make it last forever. So, uh, but I won't get into that because I know people are very, very divided <laughs> on that. And, and, and uh, I'm not going to have a long discussion about it, but the most important thing that, uh, that I, I discovered was that it, it, it is more important to think about where we're at as a, as, at least as a country, but really as, as a planet and where the planet is going is perhaps in the wrong direction, you know, and we have to, I, I think we have a tendency to think very much about what is going to happen to me before I die, instead of thinking about what's going to happen to my grandchildren before they die. And I think it's important that, okay, you don't know what the life of your grandkids will be like, because, uh, you know, when they're, you know, uh, really old, but at least give them the the opportunities that you had, even though they may be different at that point. And it, and I'm not saying that, you know, this is not my way of saying I'm, I'm retiring from the entertainment industry. I'm definitely not doing that. I do feel that that is something that I will, I will pursue it, but I, I want it to be to do something more than that. If, if that is a, a possibility, I don't know exactly what that will be, but I definitely want to be a part of the, the solution and not the problem in an international way, not just, not just me. And I think one of the founding traits, one of the things of your identity is just being a genuine person. I feel like you provide a lot of different outlets on how to help other people. I know a lot of the times where people might be able to see you performing and things like that. It's like, oh, he's just, you know, doing a shtick. He's doing the 80s rock. He's just having fun. But in actuality, what you're doing is you're providing that entertainment and fun. You you could be the time machine that reminds people being like, oh, my gosh, this reminds me of this and that. And they transport you to different places. But now that you're seeing and kind of seeing the grand scope of things, although you might say your identity is changing, not that you're retiring, you're going to always be pursuing entertainment, things like that. But now you're trying to keep a bigger eye open saying, while I do this, I want to try to help even more. And that genuine side comes out of you. And I feel like that's something that's very, very amicable, something that everyone could kind of be looking up to myself included and so i know we are just diving into so many different rabbit holes i was able to get some depth i was able to see some real meaning and thought from your side which i know not that i just appreciate a lot of the listeners are probably picking up so many nuggets of these wisdom but just in a couple of sentences what i always like to do is ask that question again and see if it changed at all but rocky what is identity what is identity uh yeah so we're circling back to uh, to the identity, and I think identity has a lot to do with who you, you know. It has to do with who you are, and it's basically I think there is no true identity other than, uh, or or at least you can't really share your identity, and you may not be able to perfectly identify another human being unless you know them for maybe thirty years. You know what I mean? Like. like Identity is is such a complicated thing that really it takes a lifetime to to figure out to get the to get to the real the real answer because uh, like I said I think that if you know if you know someone for ten minutes you're gonna have a very different idea of who they are than if you know them for ten years 
there's always so much depth. And that's why this question was so perfect. It was so complicated. And I said, I need a mastermind. I need someone to help navigate through this question. And then when I saw that you were able to come on, I said, <laughs> okay, I have the question. He will find the way. But just like Rocky mentioned, I really love how you said it's a lifelong journey. What my identity is right now was obviously different than that terrible person I obviously was five years ago where I didn't care about anything. So it's continuing to change, but who knows? Maybe something will happen in my life where I become that sour person again and I revert right back to that person that I was. I don't know what my journey holds and my identity will continue to change. But that's one really beautiful message I think you're sending out. I know there are a lot of times where people not, may not be happy with who they are, like myself, who I was just a handful of years ago, or honestly, just the past two years when I said I changed a lot. But I was able to work at it and continue to change the identity that I feel like I have to try to find that inner source. So I really love that you're able to kind of share that with me. But Rocky, I know we were able to get this heart to heart in. So I kind of like to do this palate cleanser now and try to change things up a little bit. I know you've been doing so much with how everything changed. You're touring all over the place. Once I get next, he said, Hey, you know that house that you have stay there don't move and i know you could do whatever you want in there but you just can't really entertain people and for someone who thrives off of being able to entertain thousands of people now saying stay in this box it becomes very difficult but with that being said let's try to put a positive spin on some things i'm sure you had a lot of time to think for yourself and whatnot are there any fun things on your bucket list that kind of popped up saying hey whenever i have the opportunity to i would love to cross this off uh one of the things that I was, uh, it was actually something I was, I shouldn't say planning. Well, I was sort of planning. Like, what would you call something uh, that is planning, but uh, you're just kind of maybe just dreaming about it, daydreaming about it? Yeah, yeah. So you, yeah. you always had it in your mind, but you're like, no, no, maybe later, maybe later. Uh, kind of yeah. And I, I wouldn't say always, but it was something that uh, it was more like in, in maybe in, in a few, like these uh, for a few years. Uh, and, and it really originates with uh, being from Norway is that I, I, I become very fascinated with the Aurora Borealis, like the Northern Lights. Yeah. And, okay. <clears throat> and so it, it made me really want to go to Iceland. And uh, that's something that I, I really, I really, I, I really wanted to make it happen around the time of the pandemic. It was when I was like actually looking at sort of how can I get there in a, in a, in a way that would make sense. And, and of course, now it's, it's been a little weird, but that is something that I would like to do uh, at, at some point. I, I think also related to Iceland, it would be Greenland. Which is funny because Iceland is is very green, and uh, Greenland is is filled with ice. Uh, uh, this is the Vikings uh, yeah. calling them uh, the wrong things, and uh, which is another thing I've been reading about Vikings. So that is just, just sort of encouraged my my thoughts of uh, of wanting to go to Iceland and, and Greenland. Which, if you want to go to Greenland, by the way, you have to go through Iceland. So I think it would be one trip, which is one uh, uh, long trip, and. Uh, uh, I think that would be really fun because Iceland is almost like being on a different planet and it's just such a different place. I mean, they shoot movies there for that reason because it's just, it's such a unique uh, place. And uh, plus it has that old Viking history and the language there, Icelandic, is essentially what Norwegian was about a thousand years ago. So as someone who speaks Norwegian, it's funny to read things in Icelandic because you can see how they basically just how the words went from kind of being a little longer and, and more, yeah. more vowels to just kind of being shorter and, and more, uh, more influenced by other European languages, uh, mostly Germanic and, and a lot of it English and, and 
Latin languages, but uh, it's just very fascinating to see how things develop like that. So I, I would love to spend some time. I'm not planning on moving to Iceland, but I just I would love to be there for a few weeks. So that's like the big one uh, on my bucket list, I would say. I'm trying to think of of other things that I would like to do, which has certainly changed uh, because of the, the pandemic. Again, it's like it, I just I feel like a different person in many ways. But uh, travel has always been important to me. I always liked I mean, I I travel back and forth uh, between Europe. I've done that a lot since I moved here. And before, when I was a kid, we would go to, we went to Italy and Belgium and, and we went to New York. You know, we, we did all kinds of things mm-hmm. and that was just part of growing up. So I, there are a lot of places I would love to mm-hmm. see. Egypt is another one that I would love to see. I'd love to see the, the pyramids. You may know, it sounds like you're a gamer. So you, uh, you might be familiar with Assassin's Creed Origins. Oh, of course. Yeah. So to me... Uh, I was playing a lot of that during the pandemic because I was like, well, I can't go to e- I can't go to <laughs> Egypt. So why not, you know, pretend I'm there, uh, you know, through through the next through this game. You and, do. you know, it's just uh, I just thought uh, it, it, that's the beauty of video games in many ways is that you can escape reality. You know, escapism is I think is important, especially uh, these days. Just being able mm-hmm. to go somewhere, even though you're you're still home, is is a beautiful is a beautiful thing, and uh, I do recommend it. Uh, I know a lot of people have bought uh, consoles in 2020, so and I think it's because of that they they need an, a way to escape reality and a, a place to go when you can't go anywhere. <laughs> I would 100% recommend Iceland. That's actually where my wife and I went for our wedding anniversary. Our very first year when uh, we celebrated our wedding anniversary, I said, let's go to Iceland. We also wanted to see the Areolis, the Northern Lights, all that. I completely butchered whatever I was trying to say, but the Northern Lights. And unfortunately, when we went, we only went for like three days, I believe, which is definitely too short for Iceland. We didn't get any because I guess like things didn't measure up correctly or just wasn't the right night. But it was absolutely beautiful. Like you said, it's almost mythical in a way. The landscape is absolutely beautiful. Just driving Mm -hmm. from point A to point B, wherever I need to go, I said, wait, is this a vacation or wherever I end up going? Is that the vacation? Because one, they're not many cars in Iceland, or at least when I went, and we kind of went to all these different places geographically. That was beautiful. You don't, you know, Reykjavik is a beautiful place. It's very developed and it's really nice to see all the buildings, the great bakeries and, you know, those kind of things. But then we really want to just explore, you know, the beaten track and just see what was going on and just driving around places, just Mm -hmm. seeing things. I was like, like you mentioned, I was in a different world. It didn't make any sense to me. And now I haven't traveled, you know, everywhere, but I feel like I'm somewhat well-traveled. And every single time my wife and I talk about saying, you know, whenever the pandemic's over, whenever we get to travel again and have that privilege, where would you like to go? And, you know, as natural, curious people, we want to say, oh, let's go to a country we've never been to. We start naming all these different places, but then I'm always like, but let's go back to Iceland. That was really fun. Instead of going to all the new places, we already know Iceland's phenomenal and I could live (laughs) there, but oh, it's phenomenal. But one thing I wanted to say Mm -hmm. on my bucket list, it's kind of like what you mentioned, providing that escape, having a console, gaming, things like that provides an escape. One thing that you do for all your listeners is on Tuesdays, at least when you have these amazing jam sessions on Twitch, you provide that escape for a lot of people as well. So one of my absolute bucket list items right now is not 
to perform with you on your Twitch or anything, but just having a jam session with Rocky Kramer. How dope would that be? I'll whip out the ukulele. I'm not that skilled, so I might Ooh. have to be the lead because I won't be able to follow you. But you're skilled enough to be like, all right, what what is this kid trying to play? Okay, uh, I, I see what chords he's trying to play and playing along with me. That is on my bucket list, and I will put that on my resume saying jamming with a rock star. That would be amazing to have. <laughs> but, of course, a lot of mine are also travel-related, but... That is something that'd be really neat to do. But one additional thing I want to ask you, Kramer, is how can people follow you? What what have you been up to? How can people see what's going on in the world of Rocky Kramer? I know I mentioned a Twitch, so if you want to talk about that a little bit more, that would be sure. great. But yeah, what's kind of on your agenda? Yeah, uh, I think the the most important thing is the is is the show. It's the it's called Rock and Roll Tuesdays every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. And uh, the idea behind it was that nobody can go to a rock concert right now. So I figured, well, I have basically everything I need in, in this house to put on a show. And it actually started out with, I, I don't have everything I have now. I have a better camera. I have a better, I have everything. I've improved on probably every aspect of it, but uh, it basically turned into a, you know, a, a weekly rock and roll show where it's, it's basically, I would say it's about half and half, half of the, of, of it is songs that I'm, I've prepared and kind of what, what I want to do. But then I also allow people to request songs, which is nice. And it, it, it sometimes it's a challenge because they will suggest something that I'm thinking, uh, do I know this one? Do I really know it? Do I not know it? Yeah, I'll pop and, in and say, yo, Rocky, play Barbie Girl for me, please. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's funny you say that because I, I I, could definitely do Barbie Girl, mainly because the, the singer was Norwegian. Yes! And uh, so that was a huge song. I think it was a huge everywhere. Oh, everywhere. It was huge in Norway. It, it, was, it, was, it was a big song when that came out. So I, I remember actually buying the CD. I have the CD yes. for Barbie Girl. I think it was... I don't remember the name of it, but it was Aqua. Uh, that was the band. Yeah. And uh, yep. I was a big fan. I loved it. I love, <laughs> but I should, I should probably not, not say this in an interview, but uh, uh, here comes the truth. <laughs> no, we want the real, yeah. real Kramer the to come out. Comes out. <laughs> uh right. rocky loves uh barbie girl yes so but yeah i i've done i've done some some crazy requests but it, it's generally i think i did well this wasn't even a request when i when i uh i took about a month off uh, around the holidays because i actually went to norway for about uh four weeks i wasn't here i wasn't doing it for about for a month so when i came back i actually did eminem oh, without me you know nice. Because uh, it feels so empty without yeah. me, <laughs> you know, so that, that, that's probably the biggest uh, like outside of of rock and metal type of song that I've done was that. But I, I like to do mostly I, I like to stick to the to the rock stuff, but a lot of people mm -hmm. request metal and some of the metal stuff is uh, things I'm familiar with. I'm obviously familiar with Metallica or Megadeth. A lot of people like Megadeth uh, and, and I, I feel Fairly comfortable in Megadeth. I can kind of do a Dave Mustaine type Ooh, of voice, but the range. but um, which is fun. Uh, that's a fun voice. But uh, yeah, the the idea is is to give people a chance to rock out for about two hours. And uh, I decided to do it on a Tuesday because Tuesdays are usually a it's a slow day. It's a boring day. You know, it used to be like AMC used to have a discount on Tuesdays because nobody goes to the movies on Tuesdays. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, Tuesdays should be like a, sh a show. We need a show on Tuesdays because nobody's doing anything. Yeah, like you're doing stuff up. on Fridays and Saturdays. 
what are you doing on Tuesday? Nothing. So I, that was the idea behind that. So it became Rock and Roll Tuesdays. And if you want to check it out, it's twitch.tv slash Rocky Kramer. And I will absolutely have that show notes down below. Rocky, You, I'm assuming your one year anniversary of being on Twitch should be coming up then, right? Very close. I I, I I think the first show was April 3rd. So I'll have to... Is there going to be a special show there? Maybe a special little docket? Play some Barbie Girl? <gasps> play some Aqua and things like that? That's what the fan are going to want now. I'm going to I'm gonna talk to Josh. I'm going to hook up with Josh over at the Mindless Morning Show and be like, we got to flood his stream and be like, we want Aqua. Yeah. That's what we want. And I'll do it. <laughs> if, if I see... Oh, I know. And you're going to crush it. You're not just going to do it. You're going to crush it. If I see 10 people in the chat saying, saying Aqua... Uh, Barbie girl, uh, I'll do it. I'll- oh, game over. That, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. It's going to happen. All right, all you listeners, I'm going to put it in. <laughs> I'm going to put in the show notes below exactly when it's going to be and things like that. So don't be surprised when you see some uh, listeners drop in and be like, yeah, I was told that we just have to say we want Aqua and then something was going to happen. They're going to be in for a treat. But before we go, Rocky, I know you've been so generous with your time. The final thing I like to ask for all my guests that kind of come onto the show is, do you have any parting words, any final life advice? It doesn't even have to do with episode that we kind of talked about, the kind of theme and things, but some life advice right now that people are kind of going through. All of us are kind of going through the same thing. Do you have any final parting words, final advice for people that are listening? I think that, I think maybe the most important thing right now is that is to, to hang in there and and it, like it's, it's going to work out and uh, it's we're going to be able to, do the, the the whatever we consider to be normal again fairly soon keep in mind one thing that if you want to come out of this as a better person you, you can do a lot there's a lot you can do and now you, you you remember all those years when you said well i don't have time for that well now you have time for that so do it do that thing you didn't have time for you know don't forget that you'll you'll appreciate it sometimes it takes a little time to to really appreciate all the work you put into something but eventually, and maybe it's something that you might have to document. It might help documenting it. Like if you want to be a better singer, you might want to record yourself and then record yourself, you know, and, and figure out what you're doing wrong and figure out how to get better at it. And then maybe six months later or a year later, you can record yourself again and realize that things have improved. And, and you know, that's that's really something I think is important as a as a as a human being is there's nothing there's no nothing wrong with uh, trying to be a better you. In the beautiful words of Mr. Kramer, hang in there, but stop making excuses. Go do that thing that you've been holding yourself from doing. You can do it. And that's right. Sometimes you just might need an encouraging word from a Norwegian. Wait, not just Norwegian. Sorry, a Norwegian American rock star because he got that citizenship he's gotten his vaccine and we're all hanging oh, in yeah. there but thank you so much for rocky joining the show but for all you listeners out there just listen to all the amazing things that he kind of let us know about his life and all that wisdom that he dropped on us but right now how about you think about that question what is identity to you now it's your turn to think about the question what does it all mean to you don't be afraid to really dive deep and ponder the question until next time